Good morning, and welcome to today's Tech 5 Coffee Break with Ben Harrison. We live in a rapidly changing and confusing world of technology and media reporting that affects every one of us, both today and will continue far into the future. So each weekday morning, we try to look behind the news to give you a brief snapshot of events and trends that matter, where they originated and where they're likely taking us. Today, I'd like to reflect back a month or so to International Women's Day. IWD is a global holiday that's been celebrated annually since 1911. On March the 8th, to commemorate the cultural, political, and socioeconomic achievements of women. It's also a focal point in the women's rights movement, bringing attention to issues such as gender equality, reproductive rights, and violence and abuse against women. Now, many outstanding women have been celebrated as icons in recognition of the search for gender equality, but few have received the popularity of Rosie the Riveter. And unless you're a senior with a pretty good memory, if you ask most people who do remember Rosie to describe her, they'll recall a young woman with her right arm flexed, biceps bulging, her blue work shirt sleeves rolled up, and her black hair pulled back under a red polka dot headscarf. Rosie was a pop culture icon and an immensely popular feminist symbol of the women who joined the workforce during World War II. Rosie represented women who worked in factories and shipyards during the war, many of whom produced munitions and war supplies. Many took entirely new jobs replacing male workers who joined the military, and Rosie the Riveter was used as a symbol of feminism and women's economic power. Rosie was a figurehead. She spearheaded the image of women workers in the media, government posters, and commercial advertising to encourage women to volunteer for wartime service in factories. Rosie herself became the subject and the title of a song and a Hollywood movie during World War II. She was literally a World War II cultural icon, representing the women who worked in factories and shipyards. She was a character, also, in a pop song written in 1942 by songwriters John, uh, John Jacob Loeb and Red Evans, who wanted to write a song about women who were working with the war effort. So they made up the name Rosie the Riveter to celebrate a woman who worked all day driving rivets on Bomber Factory's assembly line, and by Labor Day 1943, Rosie was America's most popular nickname for female factory workers. The lyrics of her song included, She's making history, working for victory. Rosie the Riveter keeps a sharp lookout for sabotage, setting up there on the fuselage. The well-known artist Norman Rockwell produced a painting of a red-haired woman in denim work clothes, eating a sandwich on her lunch break, holding an enormous rivet gun in her lap. It appeared on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post. Rockwell's Rosie was somewhat of a tomboy, with her rolled-up baggy denim pant legs and bulging biceps, and her penny loafers were crushing a copy of Hitler's Mein Kampf. In the subsequent years, journalists and writers have searched for the real Rosie, and many actually believe that the real Rosie was Rockwell's model, Mary Doyle Keefe, a red-headed 19-year-old telephone operator who was a neighbor of the Rockwells in Arlington, Vermont. 
But even now, the real Rosie, who represented roughly 6 million American women in the workforce between 1940 and 1944, has never been identified. Finally, is it really important to have a particular person identified as the so-called real Rosie the Riveter? The iconic Rosie isn't about a single person. It's a collective concept of empowering all women, which is just as important today as it was in 1942. You've been listening to Tech 5 with Ben Harrison from Muskoka's only nonprofit radio station, Hunters Bay Radio 88.7 FM.